Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Seda. And we hate movies. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Sometimes. That is what I... Hello everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies, thank you for tuning in as always. If you are new to our little program, thank you for checking us out and welcome to the fourth week of our 2013 Halloween spooktacular. If you're new to the program, that means you're checking us out specifically because we're doing Chopping Mall, and for that I salute you. Absolutely, Chopping Mall 1986, directed by a fellow named Jim Wynoski. What is his uh, gnome de porn? Oh, it's a million. He's got. He's like. He's like Jason Bourne. It's oh, like, really? It's like I thought it was like J M Blueberry well, or something. Yeah, he, well, he's done. He's directed many a softcore pornography, mm-hmm. and his his directing name under that is H R Blueberry. But I think he's gone. He's done the real stuff too. He's got. <laughs> he's got a bunch of Bear Wench project films. Uh, That's softcore. Oh, oh, I guess it all. Yeah, Busty Cops and the Jewel of Denial, which is oh, a good one. Oh my god, Cleavage the- Field, and my favorite. <laughs> House on Hooter Hill. <laughs> I, I think H.R. Blueberry needs to meet Arnold W. Raspberry. <laughs> you make nothing but filth. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> oh, no, you, you're not looking for me. You're looking for H.R. Uh, Blueberry. Uh, he, uh, he went that way. <laughs> it's a chopping mall from 1986. Uh, it, it combines two of my favorite things, three of my favorite things ever into one movie, right? Yeah. Horror, the mall, and the 1980s. <laughs> All in one movie, and it just, it, it is, and I know it sounds really stupid, but it is a time and a place. Eric and I were talking about this before we went on the air. The mall doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. There was a time when the mall mattered. And this mall mattered in 1986. It totally did. Well, this is a movie. Some movies will hide the fact that they're from the 1980s. They'll be a little bashful. This movie wears the 1980s on its sleeve, man. Oh, on its sleeve. It's got it tattooed on its face. Like, this is... this face is tattoos. Yeah. It is 1986 and suck on it. Yeah, but <laughs> we were saying that, but part of me now thinks, like, is it because we're getting older so, hey, if you love the mall out there, write us in at weallhatemovies at gmail.com. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know if the mall matters in your community. Well, I mean, it, it, it can't matter as much just with, what, what with the internet now. You know what right. I mean? Like, the fact, like, that's how you got everything. Anything cool. Exactly. If you wanted your, your, you know, your Pantera t-shirt, you had to go to the mall. And you got your Pantera tape <laughs> at the store, you know, down the hall from the store that sold the Pantera t-shirts. And now everyone just gets everything from websites named after rivers. <laughs> Alternate ending to that joke. Now they can go to the mall and buy records from the guy from Pantera himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
That might be true. I don't listen to Pantera. I'm sure they're a bunch of nice guys. Uh, so Chopping Mall is about uh, Johnny Five <laughs> clones. Also, I've also been calling them RoboCop's developmentally disabled uh, little brothers. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the killer robots. It's a killer robot movie, everybody. His little nephews. Because it's, there's always, whenever you're introducing something to a mythology that does not warrant children, they have to be nephews. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it would have to mean, like, if it was the sons of, yeah. that this beloved character got down to fucking. And there's no way RoboCop's fucking anything and making another RoboCop, RoboCop but you could make nephew of robocop (laughs) you just take some dead kid and throw some metal on him (laughs) and it's like hey it's your nephew but also like i got saddled with my sister's kids (laughs) bummer i'm doing the responsible thing also scrooge mcduck right he couldn't have made that money if he was busy with all that responsibility oh yeah he had to be a cold line bachelor to death yeah, do you think he's f- fucking them out of that will? Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 the last act of the Scrooge McDuck tale. You know, I could see him like saying, "To bury me, put me in the vault, and pour concrete over the whole thing." <laughs> yep, it's a mausoleum, right? And he'll do some bullshit thing about, "Oh, you know, you need to be self-made men and shit." It's like, dude, I fucking I ba- I I wiped your duck ass these last ten years. McDuck. That is the Disney, like, later in life movie I want to see. Like, if Disney's like, we got to teach kids why it's important to, like, you know, assist the elderly and whatnot. It's like Scrooge McDuck's final days. (laughs) And they're just, like, worn down to the bone with, like, bathing him and feeding him and, like, getting his dogs cleaned and whatnot. And it's like... (laughs) Just every day, just helping out, and fucking Uncle Donald is nowhere to be found oh, yeah. because he's still busting balls in the Navy because these wars won't end. <laughs> these right? dog wars. These <laughs> dog v. duck wars, right? And then so he dies, and yeah, like Eric said, in the will, like there's a dog that's reading the will because Scrooge McDuck, you know, he was he was for in like duck and dog integration. Yeah. You know, his his dog lawyer is like well, it says here that he's to be laid face down upon all the coins, and then cement's poured over the whole thing, <laughs> leaving you with nothing. I like the idea of Scrooge McDuck in this world wearing like big fat Junior Soprano glasses because he's <laughs> older now. <laughs> oh man, he's kind of a, a meaner piece of shit too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The racism is just everywhere. Like, instead of like kind of lighthearted digs, like they're kind of really jabbing you now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the pilot? I the Launchpad. Launchpad. Launch pad, Launchpad and Gyro, long dead in the the, the wars or yeah. whatever happened. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're dead. Duckburg, you know, was Duckburg is zero. like it's like Detroit now. Yeah, but like Scrooge just like pumped all the money out of that Duckburg oh, until yeah, it became yeah. Detroit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, and no, then everyone true. was dependent on him, and then he was like, no. I'm that would be, be the, the better Scrooge McDuck fuck all is like, well, now he's dead, so the money will get released to Duckburg. Nope. <laughs> Buried under <laughs> cement. And then the like the next like epilogue to the story is like uh like a, a, a team of robbers break in with jackhammers. It's gotta be the Beagle Boys. Through. It would be the but Beagle it's all orchestrated. Orchest- but it's all orchestrated by Glumgold. <laughs> 
I knew that filthy Scrooge would try to bury this money with him. <laughs> oh, him and that lucky dime. Hey, are we talking about Chopping Mall? Yeah, we yeah that's all right. This point. is <clears throat> Well, DuckTales was popular when mall culture was big. That's true. true. So it was technically on track. Also, the, the <laughs> cut of this movie that was released on home video is only 77 minutes long. So we're just kind of running up the score right now. <laughs> we don't have to start just yet. Yeah, this is one of those. It's a it's a pleasant surprise that it's available in full on YouTube. Yep. So I just had nothing to worry about. Yep. Uh, so basic premise of this movie, uh, which I believe... The crew from Saved by the Bell took a note from at one point. Uh, a bunch of teens stay over in a mall. But unlike the, the Saved by the Bell kids, they're not staying over in the mall to get concert tickets. These kids are staying over in the mall to drink beer and fuck around and watch horror movies. Oh, they're fucking. I mean, that's the whole thing. And it's, <laughs> it's, I don't think that they're teens, though, because one, two of them are married already. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're Those kind of married couples. Like, it's just. What an Ew. odd, yeah! What an odd thing to to do, like to place them at that age, because it's understandable that Zach and the gang would hang around, sure, or they'd sleep in tents inside the sporting goods store because they want to score early concert tickets, and it's saved by the bell, so nobody's fucking nobody. No, no, heaven forbid anybody fuck anybody on that show. But, but you know they did. <laughs> somebody had to be fucking Belding something. and all. What someone was fucking Mister Belding? Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Belding. I hope. <laughs> What was her name? June? Uh, I don't know if you ever saw her. I think she was like always hanging out with Vera from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't yeah. think you saw Mrs. Belding uh, either. I'm saying, didn't yeah. she have a name? Oh, I don't know. But remember. actually, Mr. Belding was the kind of guy who was always like, oh, well, Mrs. Belding and I <laughs> went to counseling again. Or whatever it'd be it was. Great. I mean, I know we're going off on crazy tangents, but it'd be great if he was crazy and his wife died like 10 years ago. <laughs> and he was just always talking about what Mrs. Belding was up to. Screech like comes over to help mow his lawn and he answers the door and it's Dennis Haskins wearing a dress and a wig. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the the skeleton's in the bed wearing a death mask. So. <laughs> a rose for Belding. <laughs> So you're right, though. It is an odd thing that some of them are in their 20s. But also there's, like, the two girls that are working at the pizza parlor. The guys work at this furniture store. So I guess, like, they could be going to college or something and just yeah. have these jobs. I was just under the impression that they're teens. But you're right. I forgot there's that detail of the one couple pulling up. But I think it might also be a thing where they're pulling up and the wife's like, isn't this kind of stupid? We're a married couple. And the yeah. guy's like, no, it'll be great. We're going to drink beer and fuck in this furniture store. <laughs> That's everybody's dream of this movie is to fuck in a furniture store. Six feet away from all the other fucking that's going on. It's a furniture store. You have the whole mall. Why don't you spread out a little bit? <laughs> oh, there's one thing early on in this. Uh, the, before, before we really introduce these characters, we get kind of a fake out introduction to the robots. Yes. They're, sh they're having this orientation film and uh, they're showing this jewel thief going through the, the mall, stealing all these jewels. When, when was there a jewelry store in a mall? And they would take that stuff and put it in the back, right? Well, yeah. One, plenty of time there's been jewelry stores in malls. Right, but right, right, you're okay. right. They don't just leave stuff out like that. And also, what cat burglar is striking a mall? It doesn't make any sense. The, the P&L on this fucking, on these security <laughs> robots makes no sense. Because it's, they must cost thousands of dollars. This is a dirt mall in God knows where. It's just a random California mall. And uh, so, all right, so let's get into the, the basics here. Right. 
So this this video, you know, it's a dude's robbing the jewel, the he jewelry store. Shot in the back by with a laser being be, with a laser being. I mean, I mean with a laser beam from one of these killbots. And then so like the movie ends and it's like, so here's the the debut of these robots. And what's hilarious about this presentation it's apparently being done in the middle of the night because the mall is completely dark and it's just this eerie group of people <laughs> that are just in the mall, including Mary Warrenoff and Paul Bartel reprising their characters from Eating Raul, which is like, I don't know what's going on. There's a weird thing in this movie where like it's Corman's, who's Corman's wife or Corman's daughter? Oh, Corman's wife, Julie Corman. Is a producer on this, this movie. movie. And I think Corman might have had some yeah. money in eating Raul. There's this weird like. There's a bunch of Corman like cameos th- throughout. There's Dick Miller later on, which we'll get to. Yeah, it's so, so I don't know. I guess they're just like, oh, it would be fun to place these characters at this press conference but the whole thing in that movie is they own a restaurant and they're well they're killing people to get yeah, their money they, to open the they, re- i don't know why they're there at this press <laughs> conference is basically what i'm saying they just roll their eyes and react to the to the little conference there but like it seems like it's for mall employees like hey you know this is how it works you show your id to these monster robots we're putting in the mall and then you'll be fine and and then they also show that like oh and by the way we we installed these gigantic metal judge dread doors that you can never escape the mall from so it's like well why why have the robots then yeah exactly yeah what do you who are you expecting to come in this mall lex luthor is he fucking looking for kryptonite like who's getting through these doors well, lex so that's Luthor, what saddam hussein like all sorts of people apparently were anticipating uh or were planning to rob this mall at some point yeah, and, and steve that you're right i mean that jewelry store is probably selling kryptonite oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they got to shoot luthor's thugs in the back <laughs> But these robots, I mean, if you are making, look at it this way. This like rent a cop mall security yep. Paul Blart motherfucker. This guy's got like at most, and this is at total most, like a taser. Yep. Okay. Maybe he's got some pepper spray, but he's a fucking mall security guard. So probably not in most malls, unless it's like a busy mall or a mall in a bad area. Maybe. I don't know. He definitely doesn't come equipped. With fucking lasers and lethal, like, stun gun shit. These and, robots, and plastic explosives, mind you. Yeah, these robots are bred for war. Like, you're, they're, they are made for the battlefield. It makes no fucking sense why some owner of a mall would be like, you know what's a great idea? Let's buy a couple of these bad boys and throw them in. Also, Paul Blart in the 1980s tops is making $12 an hour. And that's a pretty good salary for 1986. But it's not... However much it costs to buy these robots, maintain these robots, and keep two scientists on staff <laughs> at all times and a fully functioning supercomputer. And what also doesn't make sense about it is like they're trying to tell people, oh, no, no, they're not going to murder people like we showed in the video. Why show it in the video? <laughs> because it's Hollywood, kid. Think of the possibilities. <laughs> so, they, you know, they have sleep darts and it's like, oh, you know. Sleep darts. <laughs> It's like, oh, we'll uh, you'll sedate them, and then they'll. These robots are trained to call the police when trouble happens. <laughs> and it's like, well, why not just have an alarm? <laughs> and by the way, how, how effective is it to have robots patrol a mall, dr- driving back and forth on their little tracks? How about sensors? 
And yeah. then that sets off an alarm. <laughs> what, what, why do we have, we're making a middleman of a robot? The last thing I want to do, I would so much rather come into my store and be like, oh, fuck, somebody, somebody stole the TVs from my electronics store. Then, oh, fuck, there's a dead burglar in my <laughs> Now I have this dead burglar on my premises. It's probably haunted. Now the rest of the people who own stores around you in the mall are like, that's the store where that burglar was murdered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't go in there, everybody. There was a dead body on the floor. <laughs> it makes no sense. You're right. Just buy a security system. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, we got up on the top floor, one unnamed scientist, and then uh Bud the Chud himself, Garrett Graham, as another scientist that have to monitor, like Steve said, a supercomputer that, that keeps these guys in line, or I guess doesn't keep them in line. Are we to believe, by the way, that a lightning storm is what makes these robots yep. go wacky? Yep. It's, it, it hits because the supercomputer functions by having this like weird pterodome on top Ooh. of the mall, uh-huh. which I must cost millions of dollars at least. <laughs> and okay. lightning strikes it, and it sends them all haywire and they kill both the first guy and then Garrett Graham because that's how science works <laughs> Garrett Graham by the way worked like a porno actress in the 80s he did like five movies a day right like that's, <laughs> he was all over the fucking place mm-hmm. which a, 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 another movie that really just gets the 80s totally right like 80s suburbia chud too bud the chud it definitely does it's a Ooh. stupid movie because like the chuds are just like comical zombies but if you're looking for 80s nostalgia, that, another one I'm going to toss in, because it's kind of related to this movie. It's got some similar actors. Night of the Comet. Right, right. Totally worthwhile 80s sci-fi That's sort movie. sort of like the end of the world. Yeah, it's like a, a bunch of kids hole up in a projection booth at a movie theater playing poker, and then the apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. And because they're like stuck in the projection booth, they become the last people on Earth. And it's just like walking around Los Angeles, going to the mall. I would say if anyone's interested, just go through IMDb at anyone in this cast. You're going to have a good time if you follow up on some of these movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. some there's some crazy shit. Wonderful careers, all of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one of the fellows in this was in uh, School Spirit, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. He's the uptight Reaganite <laughs> who learns to cut loose after it all. Uh, the uh, cast I'd like to call the not ready for pornography players. <laughs> You know, I would actually just make a little addendum to that joke. It has to be primetime <laughs> pornography. <laughs> yeah. Because I would wager. Whoa, 8 p.m. Yeah. I would wager uh, it would be pretty easy for some of these actors to get into some seedy pornography. That's true. <laughs> pornography <laughs> And just to go more on the mall culture thing, there's a whole uh, a bit in the opening here, I think it might be tied in with the opening credits of some sort, where they're showing the mall operating during the daytime. Yep. And there's some great moments here, such as this nerdlinger going up an escalator with all these packages, and he sees a bunch of babes in bikinis, and he, of course, falls over himself, falls into the packages, because it's the 80s. Like, that's that's another weird thing, right? The, the mall culture thing, like when the mall really meant something. There are beauty queens coming <laughs> through this mall. Like, they, used they, hold the, they used to have beauty pageants there. It used to be like the mecca of American civilization. They were probably on their way to a Tiffany concert at the food court. 
<laughs> have I ever, by the way, not to derail this conversation about Chopping Mall any further, but have I ever on this program told the story about when I saw Aqua live in concert? I don't think you have. Okay, talk about mall culture, right? <clears throat> so I'm at the mall one day. This is in upstate New York, and I see uh, I see a, a big hubbub coming from the food court. And I'm like, hey, what's going on at the food court? And uh, some dude's like, oh, that band Aqua's going to play. And I was like, oh, the Barbie girl people? This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Talk about a must-miss concert. So I'm standing there, and they start up, right? She doesn't even get to the fucking chorus of Barbie Girl. Some creep dude, like, reaches for her. Concert over with. <laughs> and that's the time I saw Aqua in concert. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, at my mall upstate, the uh, Hudson Valley Mall, at one time we saw um, MTV VJ Jesse Camp. Was he uh, buying heroin behind the Dairy Queen? I'm sure that's why he was in the area. But <laughs> he was just walking around the mall going, oh, yeah, I might buy a suit today. <laughs> that's it. Uh, the mall <laughs> that I, I frequented as a kid, the uh, Galleria in White Plains, was closed down for a full day because someone was stabbing people in the parking lot. <laughs> I didn't know that. We've all spent a lot of time in the gallery. Yeah, it's still a dump. <laughs> all right, so chopping mall. So basically, the nerdlinger Eric is in question. If you were a fan of Head of the Class, he was one of the dudes in Head of the Class, which I was a fan of Head of the Class. Uh, ba- he He's the nephew of the guy running the furniture store, and he's got these buddies who are trying to throw this sweet furniture store party. Sweet swinging furniture yeah, store it's, party. It's all about sex. It's a weird sex party. <clears throat> Can I just say something that I realized? Weird sex party, furniture store. This is the second time in this show's history we've covered a weird sex party at a furniture store. What was the first? The Rapture. Oh, right. When David yes. Duchovny and Mimi Rogers are fucking that chick and that other dude <laughs> at the furniture store. Is this a weird... Please write in. Please. <laughs> If there's a weird subculture of people fucking at furniture stores. I mean, I guess it's a thing where it's like, well, there's just beds everywhere and yeah. couches and futons and, and day beds and chaise lounges and recliners and, and remember, fainting couches. If you buy any of those items, spray it down with Lysol. <laughs> You're right. This movie makes me really distrust furniture stores. There's something about me bringing a box home from Ikea and putting that stuff together yeah. myself that just screams... Andrew, no one's fucked on this yet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's also the, the structural integrity of, of Ikea. If anyone's uh, got a line to my favorite website, repugnanttees.com, I got pegged on Ikea furniture. <laughs> Anybody? Whoa. I, oh, wow. It's a whole subculture now. <laughs> so they're fucking in this furniture they're fucking, store. They're, they're, you know, he's planning the whole thing. His buddy's like, dude, we'll get the beer from here. We'll go over here. Nowhere in this conversation is... All right, and I'm going to bring these sheets from home, and then I'm going to wash them afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nowhere, nowhere. Just not happening. Nope. And the girls are kind of fast time in Ridgemont High in it in the in the pizzeria, the authentic Italian pizzeria in this mall. Holy shit! With this Giuseppe, thing. the God knows what is like. Oh God, I said the pizzas are getting cold. Uh. I've never seen a man with more comical filth on his shirt than this cook. <laughs> 
Let me tell you something. That cook brought it from home. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are some non-actors in this movie, including the fat customer that's yeah. at this pizza. Oh, my God. It's kind of a great gag they set up because, like, the girl goes up to the register and she's like, I need a large pie, an order of Zeppelis, a thing of mozzarella sticks, a couple of things of cheesy bread. And the guy is just like, oh, yeah, big family in tonight. And she's like, no, it's for that pig. And it's just this huge fat guy just downing all this food. He's already eating and has ordered more food. That is a comically fat guy. And his great line, his great contribution to this film, waitress, more butter. (laughs) For what? Your pizza? Yep. Because it's California. So night falls on this mall and all these stores start closing up. And that's another great thing. There's the PA that comes on. The big intercom system lights up. In 25 minutes, the mall will be closing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Don't you just fucking miss that? City living, we don't have that. The call that the mall will be closing soon. God damn. And Stupid Amazon. Poor dick. So basically, the lightning, you know, the lightning happens. The, the robots are evil, right? They kill the first guy. They kill Garrett Graham. What they just—they have these clamps, these awesome little clamps. Yeah, it's like Lego hands, like Doctor No, and they can shoot them out, and it like shoots into his the back of his neck or something. First and, death, pretty okay. There's a really good. There's a couple of really well, good deaths in this movie. Garrett Graham, right? Is, Gar- yeah, he, yeah, he's the first death. He gets a little claw action. No, the him. other the other scientist gets killed before Garrett. Yeah, Graham. that's right. Oh, okay. There's some off-screen murder, I believe. One of the full-time scientists on staff at this mall. <laughs> At this local mall. One of the salaried with benefits scientists <laughs> working at this mall's supercomputer control room. Well, scientists have to do something, right? You know, honestly, this <laughs> we probably have some listening right now that have been furloughed by NASA that are working at your local mall. Yeah, that's true. So stop buying stuff off of uh, Amazon or Nile or whatever you kids use today. And support some scientists at the local mall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so Dick Miller is like the loot. Like, if there were, like, I didn't know that there was, like, strata of janitors, but apparently Dick Miller's the, got the short straw. He's cleaning up vomit and he's uh, being an old grump, just like Dick Miller is. And these two other janitors, <laughs> like, just drinking beer, like, oh, you got the short straw again, bro. See you later. Whatever, rookie. Yeah, it's just like, why, how did their day end before his? They're janitors. Like, it's all, it's, <laughs> Everyone's leaving at five o'clock. Is, is he getting like the night shift or something? Like, like, yeah. oh, you're now. Now it's your turn. Good luck with the killer robots. <laughs> well, I think that's totally feasible, right? Night janitor. Yeah. That's a job. Yeah. But Dick Miller. I mean, I love Dick Miller. Dick Miller's great. And what was the thing that we realized today about this character? Well, it shares the same name. This is so weird because, at least the version I saw of the end credits of this movie, it there's it shows Dick Miller in that scene, and it says Dick Miller, but it yep. doesn't actually list a character name, and it, it's he's not listed in the scroll. But IMDb says his name is Walter Paisley, who is a character I think the, that he portrayed in like the late fifties in a Corman movie called I think Buckets of Blood or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then apparently. The Howling, he's credited as this, too. So And the Twilight Zone movie, too. Yeah, so it's like, are filmmakers just doing this as like a homage? Like, oh, he doesn't really have a character name, so let's just... Yeah, let's say, just give him this name. Or yeah. is he actually supposed to be his character of a guy who accidentally kills like his his landlady's cat and covers it in plaster, and then people think he's a great sculptor, so he starts killing people and covering them in plaster. That's buckets of blood. Yeah, so like... And then he. And then, then from there, he went on to be a night janitor. Yeah, the art world didn't pan out. 
And then he's killed by a robot. Yeah, he is killed by this robot. It's a pretty good death here. Like, the robot comes out, and fucking Dick Wheeler's not having it. The last thing he needs is some robot telling him where to get off. <laughs> no, that's true. What's great, too, is he's mopping up this vomit, and the robot, like, bumps into the, the mop bucket and falls over and spills the vomit everywhere. And this death is fantastic because it shoots out like a little thing, and it falls on the floor, and, like, Dick Miller kind of laughs at it, like, oh, what? that's all you do? They paid 50 $50 million for this. And then, like, it starts electrocuting the floor, and, like, he's standing in the vomit. Yeah. It goes through the vomit, electrocutes him. There is an amazing skeleton animation that flashes <laughs> over him when he's being electrocuted. It's the worst, best special effect ever. I love it when people do stuff like that, when they have the, <laughs> that skeleton light up. He, he gets blanked. <laughs> yeah. You know who got, you know, and this happens really quick, and a lot of people might not remember it, but Darth Vader gets blanked. He does. Yeah. Did you, you do see a little skull, a little force skull yeah. on him? Yeah. He totally does. See, even good movies have skeleton electrics. There's some interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you could lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the Rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. There's an interesting uh, a bit of mall geography here that I'm not sure if is a real thing uh, or just wasn't in the mall that I worked in as a youth. But uh, there's a scene where when the two girls get off shift at the pizza parlor, they go into what appears yeah. to be like a mall locker room. I don't understand this. And it's just to get a little bit more TNA in the film. Yeah, like because there's all these chicks showering and shit. And like they've got lockers where they're putting their pizzeria uniforms. <laughs> I'm like... What is this? The you show this? up dressed. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you punch uniform. in, and then you punch out, and you go home and change out of that shit. Well, this th- this is a very frivolous with the money mall. Obviously, you've got oh fucking- yeah, they might have a whole spa, <laughs> supercomputers, mall locker rooms, whatever, <laughs> man. So we're all drinking and fucking at this furniture store, and it's the best the 1980s has to offer. We're not even, you know, it's a little bit of a bummer. No 1980s dance sequence. No, like, hey, we're all having a party here. Let's dance. Like, they get straight to fucking. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of dancing. Okay. Because I remember watching it yesterday, and the pathetic thought I had in my head was, well, that looks fun. <laughs> Well, that's why that's why I thought about that idea. Well, that looks fun. Like, well, <laughs> the 80s was like, oh, it's fun now, it's not like uh, a movie we mentioned a, a little while ago. It's not like School Spirit where, you know, you got Gleaming Spires playing the Dean's house and it's a real rocking 80s dance party. It's kind of just six people, two of whom are sitting on a couch being awkward. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a super dance party, but it's just it's just enough dancing to get ready to get down. You know, you just get you can't get right to fucking. You got to, you know, pretend everybody's there for another reason. So our can our, our our couples are the nerds, you know, both drag to the party. They start to like each other. Yeah, a little blind date yeah. set up. Yep. The super sex couple, which is like this big meathead dude always chewing gum and this other woman that are like really, really going at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you've got the sub-tier super sex couple featuring one of the actors from School Spirit and, right. so, and the nervous girl who we'll get to. <laughs> and then the married couple. So eight people, plenty of bodies to go around. Right. And you know, to this movie's credit, it gets right down to it. Mm-hmm. The robots are out there. They immediately pick up on the party situation and they're not having okay. it. But at least the robots do have the common courtesy to let the fucking commence and then subsequently finish. <laughs> the robots are like, no, 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 they're, they're fucking still. <laughs> Better wait out here. They will be more tired when they come outside. <laughs> there is a sock on the door. <laughs> we must wait out here by the arcade. Barry, I need my books. Barry, I need my books. You said this was only going to happen once a week. This is turning into an every night thing. An every night thing. An every night thing. I don't know why you came to this school, but I know why I did. And it's not for that. An every night thing. Put out killer robot roommate? <laughs> I'm going to lose my scholarship. <laughs> I don't want to have to call the RA, Todd. I'm calling the RA, <laughs> can't Todd. You, can't you just go charge up in the library? <laughs> hey, man, what do you think the student lounge is for? <laughs> this is a bedroom first. My Uncle Robocop told me it would be this bad. <laughs> Hey, man, don't blame me just because you don't got a dick. (laughs) That's discrimination. (laughs) So the first, you know, like, 
the sex ends for the super sex couple, and the, the babe is like, get me a cigarette, and he's like, I got camels. She's like, come on, babe, you know I only smoke Virginia Slims. Hey, like, come on, yeah. man. Like, like, what am I going to do, run around this mall? Like, he just wait. had sex. He's got cigarettes. Smoke the fucking thing. We've yeah. got the, <laughs> it's really you, an obnoxious request. <laughs> it really is. So he goes out, and it, he goes to the 1980s relic, the cigarette machine. Oh, man. Do you think there was, like, one company that made those? And, mm. like, they're still around some places. But are, they're not making, like, new ones. Like, you're not going to see a computerized cigarette machine. Um, not in not, not in America. In, well, anyway. not in New York. Not yeah. in freedom hating New York. I saw <laughs> I saw one in a bar in Texas. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Was it the old like the pull tab? No, I think it was like a beep boop bop boop boop. Oh, <laughs> was it really? Yeah, that's I think, pretty cool. I, I I don't think it was. I think it was like as sophisticated as like a like a fancy vending machine. I don't think it was like a, as archaic as you're describing. Yeah, yeah not not the old paint. Uh, pinball machine, cigarette <laughs> yeah, machine. Yeah, exactly. but it wasn't space age either. I see. Somewhere in between. So he goes, <laughs> and you know, he gets he gets also clamped pretty hardcore. It's a clamp to the throat, but yeah. you don't. I don't think you know that he's dead because then the girl like comes looking for him. Yeah, and sees like the slashed throat, and like he really starts bleeding out like when she moves him. Yeah, and then this is just. The it's best great. thing in the movie. It's just fantastic. Everyone in the party's kind of getting hip because she's screaming. They're all like putting their clothes on or whatever. God, what is going on? I was finishing for the fourth time. Elliot Gould comes out the back. Come on, we're not finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the robot fucking shoots a laser at this woman's head and it explodes. Oh, it's a Gallagher. It's a pure <laughs> Gallagher, and I love it. It's so insane. It's 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 the biggest head explosion you've seen in a while. It's really, <laughs> really well done. And before that happens, there's a few zaps on the butt. Yeah, they they have these awesome like force lightning lasers. Like and they have different colored ones so you know who's shooting what. <laughs> also, that's that's another thing. If you're looking at the list, you're getting these you're getting the specs for these robots. Well, you know, it'll cost another hundred thousand dollars to have them all have different colored lasers. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> well, I think maybe that's a thing where they're like, listen, we gotta figure out where you know which robot shot who when the riot eventually comes to this mall. <laughs> so maybe like there's like different colored residue. Yeah, I mean, probably not because that's not how lasers work. But maybe that's what the guy in the eighties. You know, that's how it works. Everything was neon of all sorts of colors. So now it's holy shit! Killer robots are out to get us. We're like fifteen minutes in. I mean, we're about an hour into this podcast. We're fifteen <laughs> minutes in, and everyone's running around helter skelter. We. The, we split up. The girls are going into the air shaft, and the guys are just just on their own. They're going to go to the sporting goods store, uh, which is pretty cool because it is, it's called Peckinpah's uh, Sporting Goods, which was a nice little yeah. homage. Uh, this, and, the subtitles yeah. for me should be, did you get it? Because, yeah. yeah, I got it. <laughs> I did get it. Uh, this sporting goods store in this suburban mall that sells Uzis, by the way, <laughs> they get like Uzis, assault a shotgun, rifle, uh, a sick like Harry Callahan pistol, and a couple of propane tanks. These dudes are locked and loaded to fight these Johnny Fives. I almost think it might be for nothing, because if you notice in this movie, you watch it, the the killer robots they're supposed to scan your ID badge, and then they know you're you're a mall employee. Leave you alone. 
the way these people just throw up their badge like they're a person and be like, hey, look at, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. And then they move it away. And it's like, you got to wait till it scans it. You know, so you think beep, that beep. this, this, all the terror that's brought down on this mall is because they're not being patient enough with the yes, card scanner? They're not respecting that robotic technology. <laughs> I mean, it takes me longer to get into my office every day than these <laughs> that what these people are doing. Well, let me ask you this though. It's 1986. You're just some scuzzy kid that works at a pizza parlor. Uh, and a robot comes up to you one day <laughs> and asks for your identification. I mean, it's clear that the the kids in this mall, who are all, not all, but a good chunk of them are employees, have not been briefed on this new uber expensive security system because they're all like, what the fuck are these robots? No one's like, oh, hey, it's the security system we've all heard about and got the memo on. I wish I studied more in college. Now I am a mall security guard. <laughs> not one of those fancy science robots, you see. <laughs> if it wasn't for my pesky roommate, Greg. <laughs> I would have been able to get more research done. Speaking of actual dialogue of these robots, <laughs> they, 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 their catchphrase seems to be like, thank you, have a nice day. Right. I just killed you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cute little, like, oh, you know, ro- robot culture, man. They, they would say that, wouldn't they? They would. Because, well, you know, they're, it's customer service. They're all supposed to be happy, you know, yeah. just here to protect and serve in this crime-ridden mall, apparently, that needs fucking huge army-grade weapons to protect it. Is someone really going to damage your Arby's that badly? Like, I don't understand. Are you philandering in that Arby's? (laughs) (laughs) I believe this movie is rated R. Execute. He put the meat between the buns. (laughs) That is not your copy of Poison. I will rip your arm off now. (laughs) So the girls are in the heating vent, and it starts getting really hot. And, of course, there's always this it's, – it's, it's, it's a disaster movie trope, right? Which is the the one person that's just not wired for this man. Yeah, just not going to have man. They're coming I like after to call, man. I like to call them the Steve Sadak character. Absolutely. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't last. She, and she's just making all the wrong decisions. Just one after another. And you're just looking at your watch like, well, she's dead really soon. She has to be. This character is not making it. And uh, what's interesting about when they're in the ducts, so they're like, wow, it's getting hot in here. We thought the air conditioner was on. And they make a reference to the fact that somehow the robots have tapped into the <laughs> like the, the, the environmental systems in the mall and are cranking the heat because they know that they're in the vent somehow. Now, these robots are pretty sophisticated, but I don't think there's ever anything where Garrett Graham's like, the robots also know when it's too warm in the mall and can turn the air conditioning on for you. I don't think that that's covered in the presentation at the beginning. They can also tell if there's burglars burring through those vents. <laughs> it's just insane. So it starts really heating up and like the metal in the vent is hot. So they have to like pull their shirt sleeves down over their hands so they can crawl and shit. Oh, yeah. And this girl freaks out and jumps down through like into whatever store they're in. And it's like, I have to find my boyfriend. I have to find my boyfriend. And she runs out. And they run afoul of these robots. Mm-hmm. And how does this girl get it? It's it's really intense. I don't know. Like, uh, they come down into what looks to be, like, some sort of CVS or something. And there's big things of gasoline. Like, well, if we see these. Oh, well, that's right. The tough one, the married girl is like, well, you know, if, if we see these robots, I know what we'll do. 
We'll make firebombs. We'll firebomb the fuck out of these yeah, robots. It's essentially Molotov cocktails with giant gallons of gas. <laughs> Which <laughs> really, little, like, supersized Molotov cocktails. A lot more dangerous than just a, ba- a little bottle of uh, a bourbon. That, and that, that's well, your what's big h- gulp right there. <laughs> what's hilarious, though, is they're making these things. And the one girl, like the nerdlinger girl, is just like... So that's all you have to do is just stick this cloth in here? And the girl's like, yep, just stick that cloth in there, light it, and throw it. And I was like, it's not that easy. But all right, movie, go ahead. <laughs> so they, they work. And like it's, they're like grenades, essentially. It's like, one, two, three, throw. Like, no, the second I light a tub of gasoline, it better be out of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of roll them on the floor like a Ghostbusters trap, which is nice, because they're relatively the same size. And one goes up, and like this robot's just like, well, I will just drive through that. I am made of metal. I am not human. Okay. Now cut back to the ordering meeting with yeah. the mall manager and this fucking industrial company that's making these things. And the guy says, well, you know, uh, for an extra $10 million a pop, we can make these things fireproof and bulletproof. <laughs> well, let's see. Really got to protect that Arby's. All right. Uh, I will throw in the knowing when to turn on the heating system uh, function. It's a little... That's expensive on its own, but uh, I'll throw it in for free. Morty, you got yourself a deal. And even though we already made the deal, hell, one of them is liquid metal now. Because <laughs> I like you. <laughs> you got an honest face. And as a bonus gift, you will get this liquid metal robot. From the future. No, so originally valued at $4 billion. <laughs> and so, obviously, this plan doesn't work. There's, there's gasoline all over the floor. Just everywhere <laughs> there's gasoline. And that girl starts flipping the fuck out. Like, yeah. she cannot keep her cool that it didn't instantly destroy the killer robot. And she, like, I guess she trips or something. How did she get, she gets shot in the leg? Oh, yeah. With the nice. laser. She gets yeah. lasered in the leg. Yeah. It's a nice little splat. <laughs> and she, she falls, falls over, over. in the gasoline. The gasoline. I mean, she just goes up. She goes up. She's burned alive. And what's great is, like, the boyfriend comes around the corner like, hey, what's going? Oh, my goodness. And she's, like, trying to crawl on the floor <laughs> and is just on fire. Hey, XRAL1. Yes, XRAL2. Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> Hey, XLAR1, try to show some sympathy. <laughs> A girl died. <laughs> okay, I am now booting my last rights file. <laughs> Amen. Go with God. So, so what I find interesting, too, by the way, is what this movie decides to do. The couples get killed off. Yep. As couples. Yeah. Like, there's not simultaneous death, but, like, you know, the the big, you know, huge-chested babe and the gum-chewing mouth breather, they die one after the other. So then this girl gets killed. So it's like the, the, the dude from School Spirit is the one that's up next on deck, and he dies. And I was like, why don't they mix that up a little bit? It makes it kind of predictable. Well, he wants revenge, you know, real bad, and he's all... Oh, real sick revenge. <laughs> they, they ended up getting getting to the Italian restaurant and, and holding up in there, and uh, he's all, like, talking a mean game about this whole robot situation. <laughs> 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 
All I know is what happens is he gets he gets thrown off the balcony. It's or... a sweet, uh, to to quote Mystery Science Theater, it's a sweet railing death. It's a really <laughs> good railing death. It totally is. He just goes right off, and you don't even like see him ever again. No, he's, he's like God. Dead. You see like this shot of like the blood coming out of his head, like from a distance. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's pretty sweet. What's amazing is the line that the dude has in the pizza place before they go out and do this. He goes, uh, he goes, let's go send these fuckers a Rambo gram, (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious because he's dead in less than 30 seconds after the initial sending of the Rambo gram. Let's go send those fuckers a Rambo gram. Hey, XRLO1, it's lonely at the top. Yeah, the robots were the Rambo in that situation. Yeah, they really were. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were Brian. You got. You were Brian Dennehy in that scenario. <laughs> or the Viet Cong. <laughs> hey, XLAR two, watch that first step. <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> now, what you see here is. You do have action movie zingers. You're gonna want action movie zingers in your robots. It's an extra. It's only an extra forty grand. Oh, and forty at, grand! Wow. And at, th- at this price point, that's a steal. That's chump change. <laughs> so now they're you know they're down four. They're really upset. They're really trying to figure out like how are we gonna get these fuckers. <laughs> the temporary solution: put a little band aid on this chopped off limb. Uh, Let's go into a Macy's type store and take a nap. Yep. Why not? It's because it is, you know, it's kind of waiting for dawn, like, because it's not bad enough that you're putting these incredibly dangerous robots basically untethered in a shopping mall, but also you make it impossible to escape. (laughs) Just absolutely impossible to escape with these time lock fucking airlocks. Yeah, these like total 2001 pod bay door fucking sealed in tight doors. It's ridiculous. Whatever happened to good old fashioned the fucking little like gate thing comes down. Whatever happened to gates? I think they're still around, but in this in this movie they're not. <laughs> Poor people use gates, Andrew, okay? It's pod bay doors that get the fuck out. <laughs> By the way, before I think this is before they uh, hole up in the the Macy's type department store. There, uh, they get one of the robots, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, they start I, killing them off. They do kill them off. They, well, it's weird because you keep thinking they kill them, but then they don't. One of them, one of them gets uh, mur- one of the robots gets murdered when they uh, take over an elevator shaft. And like, of course, the guy who has glasses knows how to rewire an elevator. That's yeah, how I that was goes. Like, you know, I thought this guy was just a mild manager furniture sales boy. Yeah. No. But no, he is a fucking goddamn genius. It turns out he's another scientist. <laughs> I'm applying to work upstairs at the robot office. You think they'll uh, take me? Oh, we got enough up there, kid. You'll sell furniture. <laughs> So yeah, they, they basically throw this robot into uh, into one of those outside elevators at the mall and load it with explosive. That blows one of them up, I believe. That yeah, it, because it blows there's a couple of fake outs. Like at first, they're throwing propane tanks, shooting them. You think a robot's dead, and it gets up because like rebooting, rebooting. And it's an amazing yeah. They they sort of light up this one robot and then like shoot the shit out of it and it falls over. They're like, we got it, yay! And they run away. And then like a few minutes later, there's a hilarious scene where. 
you know, this, this production team's doing all they can to make these <laughs> robots work. And it's like the robot's arm is like starting to jut out, trying to like lift itself out. And then like right when it gets it, they cut to the shot of this prop robot just like, tipping back into place and it's just a big chunk of plastic shaking and now around. you just pissed him off you know oh yeah nothing pisses off a robot more than lighting it on fire and leaving it for dead you'll be dead by dawn dead <laughs> by dawn i am sick of sleeping in the common room <laughs> but also here's a question about robots and spending money on robots Clearly, the movie makes makes it believe that, you know, this mall has unlimited funds. The production team, not so much. You know why? Because we never get robot vision. It's the 80s. I want to yeah. see what these robots Where see. was the robot vision? Yeah, that would have been great. All you have to do is tint it red or blue or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's honestly not that hard. I don't need, like, words to be passing by. Although I would have appreciated a good, like, scanning. Because <laughs> scan, yeah. that's right. That's how you know when a yeah. robot's turned is when they're clearly looking at someone you know to be a good guy. <laughs> and the robot scans it as a bad guy. You're like, hey, something's wrong with that robot. <laughs> bad robot. guy identified loading <laughs> loading 80s movie zingers. <laughs> it's, it's like scanning a 16-year-old girl. Serial killer. Must destroy. Must destroy. <laughs> yeah, I need robot vision. Sorry. That, that, that That's one point off. So this movie has 99 out of 100 possible points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're sleeping in... Now, this is hilarious. This movie really does take a nap. And for something that's under 80 minutes, this is unacceptable. But so they go in the, the department store and they go to sleep for a little bit. Because what they've done is they jack up a gate and crawl underneath it to get in the store. And it closes back down. And this robot is left outside to use his little laser vision to hilariously... As slowly as possible, cut through this door, a little robot-shaped hole. <laughs> and it's just like they cut back to the robot like five or six times. And it's like, like he's really taking his sweet-ass time getting through this door. Don't you want to kill these burglars, robot? What's going on? I sure hope that I can get through here before my supervisor wakes up. <laughs> if I get one more write-up, I'm going to get canned. And it's just that little like hole that's like you know robot sized, so it's it's like a little mouse hole, but but for a robot bigger, for a bigger mouse, a, yeah, a, a Wally shaped mouse. I'm just thinking like then you know you got robots on your hands, right? <laughs> you walk around, you see all these little like these oh. robot shaped. Oh no, the robots were after somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the nerdy girl's got a good plan. She's like, oh, you know what? Let's confuse these robots. So they line up a bunch of mannequins and a bunch of mirrors. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, these robots don't know what's going on. So they're just lasering all over the place. They don't know which is which. And one of the lasers hits hits a mirror, hits the robot back, and it goes, ape shit. It starts just dancing around. This is the closest these robots come to Johnny Five, is the dancing (laughs) that this robot does while being electrocuted. It's like in the Ninja Turtles game when you're just about to beat Baxter Stockman. Like, he starts, like, shaking, he's, like, glowing red, and you're like, oh, man, I gotta hit him one more time, and I got it. Good thing I'm majoring in optics at the community college. (laughs) Paying my way while working at this pizzeria. So that robot's dead. No, it's not dead yet. Actually, this robot takes out two of them before he... Does he? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, this robot goes down swinging. This robot lasers the brunette married girl, 
And she's just right in the heart, dead. And, just and, totally dead. And her should, husband should have let me use my room. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the husband goes apeshit. And in the husband's act of revenge, he's got like this big machine gun. And he's like, oh, no, he loses his mind. His wife is dead. He jumps on a little luggage cart that happens to be nearby. <laughs> oh, I love this. And decides to ram this robot. Oh, that's so great. Well, he, he, like, jousts it with his gun. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, it's already malfunctioning and, like, electrocuting itself. So it's like, well, what do just, you think is going to happen? It, yeah, just let it do its thing. But what's hilarious, though... Yes, he does try to joust with it, but what's great is the fucking golf cart is like four feet away from the <laughs> robot. It doesn't have any time to gear up. It's like, yeah, just like the slowest. It's four miles an hour. It hits this thing, <laughs> and he gets electrocuted because the robot electrocutes it because it's 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 showing electricity. Don't go near that robot. Yeah, it's got cartoon electrics all over it. You know what was a bunch of bullshit, though? The the guy gets force lightning through him, but not one skeleton face. Yeah, kind of You bullshit. do a skeleton face one time, you gotta do it all the time. Well, they movie. blew their budget on that first one. <laughs> That's why they didn't have robot vision, either. I'm asking you for the last time. Please stop writing Breaking Bad quotes on the whiteboard. <laughs> I'm still in season two. So they're dead. And again, yeah, the married couple, boom, boom, yep. just out at the same time. You know, so I guess you want a married couple to go, right? I don't want to wait too long for the other one to die. They, they die within 60 seconds of each other. These, these robots know what they're doing. And it's an 80s movie, so we're priding virginity, so the two virgins are left. Yep, totally. Although I feel like this, the, the dude's clearly a virgin. The woman, I'm not so sure. No, and she was ready to get down back at that furniture store when he's got her watching some campy-ass 50s sci-fi flick. And like she's all scared and whatnot. Yeah, way to throw water on that fire, pal. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, I should have <laughs> told you about that. I've seen this one a few times. I was like, yeah, that VHS tape's worn out. Oh, man. Yeah, she should have been murdered. <laughs> she should have been murdered. Because she might have had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how this works, right? That's how the spooky-tacular movies work. Just ask Jamie Kennedy. He'll tell you all the rules you need to know. <laughs> if you're ever stuck in a mall with robots, these are the rules you need to know. First, do not fuck at a furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> if you gotta work at a pizza place that's fine but you don't go into the pizza place after the pizza place closes okay <laughs> instant death <laughs> you do not get vengeance against robots if they kill your girlfriend just forget about it okay force lightning there's two rules of thought here the first one is stay away from it the second one is you have to stay away from it <laughs> so we decide to split up which makes a great first of all here's the thing with now that we're, our group is down to a manageable size, I'm like, hey, let's go find a storage closet. And, and fuck in it! And fuck in it and <laughs> lay low. Because guess what? These robots aren't opening doors. Like, no. Just stay out of the main hallways and you'll be fine. They've, these robots have not entered a store yet. No. <laughs> like, literally, they, everything is just in the hallways, in the, in the byways. They entered the one store you made them enter by s visibly sneaking into it, and then it had to cut through the door. It's a huge mall. Just go to Floorsheim and hang out in one of the dressing rooms. <laughs> if you want to fuck, that's fine. If you don't want to fuck, that's also fine. If you want to sit around talking about weird 50 sci-fi movies you've seen a few times, that's okay, too. But just let lay me... Lay low. You know, just, yeah, whatever you got to do, just lay low 
The sun will rise. The security system will be deactivated. The pod bay doors will open. The pizzeria will live to see another day. But no, 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 no. We got to get out as fast as... But, you know, that's the American way. And then just jam it in and get it done. Fuck it. We want this now. So the, the idea comes from Nerdlinger. He's like, oh, and it's kind of weird because it comes to nothing. You think this is going to be the last act of the movie. He's like, we need to find the computer system and shut these robots down manually. Which is like, and I have glasses, so A, I know this, and B, I definitely know how to do this. Well, I applied for the job up at the, up on the third floor, but they haven't taken me yet. So we're just looking for this computer room for the last act of the movie. They split up. Somehow he gets knocked unconscious, fake dead. He just gets in a fight oh, with the robot. The, yeah, he tosses a fire extinguisher at it, and then the robot's just like, that did nothing to me. Wait, that was a weird accent for a robot. <laughs> but anyway... Anyway, it throws the robot it. throws it back at him, and it knocks him down. It was, it's a beautiful nerd drop. <laughs> it's so great, too, because this dude goes flying. He gets like hit in the chest with his fire extinguisher. And he's got blood coming out of the back of his head, which is usually movie language for dead. But you know he's the second to last dead, so you know he's not dead. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then the girl kills the last robot. Is that the deal? Well, she, she's, she like lures it into a paint store. This is ridiculous. I didn't. I guess paint is that flammable. Can we just talk about really quickly the uh, the detour to the pet store first? Oh, the pet store that has two obvious dog stuffed animals in the cages. <laughs> it's got two obvious dog stuffed animals, and it is like Dracula's pet store. It is nothing <laughs> but tarantulas and snakes. It's disgusting. It's you know. It's a pet store I want to see burned to the ground. <laughs> Whoa. Well, because Whoa. I know that there's the only dogs in there are two stuffed animals, and the rest are disgusting snakes well, and tarantulas. Even though that's the case, Pee Wee Herman will still run in there and save all those snakes <laughs> and tarantulas. It's very true. And this is on his watch, SoCal, right? <laughs> You're right. See, right? It's Pee Wee's so. territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee's got territory, huh? <laughs> And so, but the best. So again, like she hides underneath this whole rack of pets, and the robot comes in, and he's like, "Nothing." He's like, "Again, I want robot vision," and like it trying to figure out what a snake is, whether or not a stuffed animal is a real dog. Like, I want all that, and it says nobody in here, and goes away. And she's like, "All right, gotta keep moving. Like, stay under the. F You've beaten it. You like literally. It's not gonna go back there. The robot's not gonna double check something." <laughs> It doesn't have that. It's programming. Well, what's great, though, is this robot, I guess, doesn't possess the ability to look down. She's totally not covered up by anything. She's got, like, one thing that she's kind of slinking behind, but she's just under this counter. If the robot just tilted his little robot head down, he could see her just clearly there. And I guess that robot vision must be just like our vision because, like, I've, if he's reading heat signatures, yeah, he, you could tell. Yeah, you could he tell that there's this girl down there panting. For her life. <laughs> All this money spent on these robots, and they don't have night vision? No, this is They're the, night blind? They're night security guards. It all went into the weaponry and the voice modulators. <laughs> Look, pal, you gave me the list that you wanted in this robot. I gave you the robot. That's it. You didn't say night vision? I didn't think night vision. I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> Man, that's going to be an awkward call on Monday morning when this mall opens up and everyone's dead and he's calling up the robot guy. <laughs> Just filled with dead teens. You wake up. I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, the, the robot goes in 
She lures it into a paint store, and I guess paint is super flammable. In this it's world. paint, but then well, she's also she's throwing a bunch of uh, <laughs> paint like, thinner, like thinner around. I bet that shit goes up, right. and the robot starts like hilariously spinning around in it. This paint slick that she's set up, <laughs> and she just totally lights this robot on fire. What's her her catchphrase at the end? There, she's got a, a good zinger. Oh, it's she. She tells the robot to have a nice day. That's a, yeah, she yeah. Turns That's a nice around, turn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Light comes on, the doors open, all the robots are dead. They're like, oh, you know, this is the start of a beautiful relationship. This mall is filled with dead people. Oh, yeah. Like, just nothing but dead teens, dead dead old janitors, scientists, (laughs) probably Nobel candidates just (laughs) murdered by these robots. Like, the manager of this mall is got a one-way ticket to fuck city like this dude is screwed yeah he's getting he's getting he's getting his veins spiked that's for sure <laughs> Just... oh god oh god <laughs> he's out california way too by the way that's that that's the end of that yeah no he's finished he's finished for sure <laughs> i mean that's it's such an awkward like that's what i want and you don't get Mainly because you don't get... There's no character in this movie that's the mall manager. Yeah. You get Garrett Graham and the other dude are the scientists. But the only dude who's like responsible for anything is the guy giving the presentation at the beginning. You don't know if he is from the robot company yeah. or if he's representing the mall or what the deal is. He is he evil? Does he know it's going to go wrong? Exactly. That guy needs to come back. He needs to be... Made aware of the situation in like the middle of the movie, yep. you know what it would I mean? Be great, if, like he comes back towards the end, and like then like the family members in the town are shown up at the mall, and then just to rip him to shreds, like some real mob justice. <laughs> like, oh no, no, no! And they're like ripping his arm off of his body. <laughs> it's like the end of uh, 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 it's a Joe Don Baker movie we did. The pack? No, no. Uh, uh, walking tall. Walk, it's like the end of Walking Tall when they just like leave that dude to the townspeople to take yeah. care of. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Well, this has got to be a tragedy, man. These are some young, bright stars just burned right out. All to save, not even save money. Like just to, for the hubris of having robots guard your shitty mall. Also, here's the other thing: this movie needs right. And it, it, it gives us the exact opposite. What it gives us at the beginning of this movie, again, amazing mall culture, amazing mm. 80s, right? Like, it's just the mall, and it's operating. And it's a great mall. There's a pizza place. There's an arcade. There's a bunch of great stores, mm. a furniture store fit for fucking. You know, it's all there. This mall has it all. So it doesn't warrant the security system that it has. What you need at the beginning of this movie is a mall that's filled with fucking, you know, gangs. Yeah. You know, there's some looting going on. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a real bad news mall. Like they need Jim Belushi to come in and straighten out this mall. <laughs> that's the dude who you need to be running the robot company. <laughs> well, then- you didn't say that you wanted night vision. That's not my fault. It's called the fine print, asshole. <laughs> Oh god. At the end, like it's just all these robots turn on him, like at the end of the Lion King, the hyenas. Like, oh no, no. <laughs> Have a nice day, Jim. <laughs> yeah, you know, instead of that 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 company representative being torn apart by people, I think Jim Belushi being torn asunder by robots. Yeah, that wins. 
<laughs> That'd be nice. Would anyone recommend Chopping Mall? I, I love this movie. I've seen it uh, all throughout my childhood. It was weirdly like, there's a lot of nudity in this movie, but it's easy enough to cut out. So this was on local television all the time. Like Channel 11 situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a TV cut making the rounds, and like it's it's fantastic. It's I, I, I was kind of too afraid of horror movies as a kid, so this was my substitute. <laughs> I, I love this movie. It's, it's hilarious. That's very interesting. You brought that up with the nudity. There are there are a couple of shots of that, and it just makes me think people got naked for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's fun and dumb, and you know, it's it's kind of like one of those so good it's so <laughs> so bad it's good. Yeah, and so good it's bad. It's definitely is so bad it's good and so good it's bad. I mean, this movie is ridiculous. Like, it's so incredibly short. I mean. We just crossed an hour here recording and we're done with it. I yeah. mean, there's really nothing to it. It's in and out. But it again, it combines the three things that I, I love in one movie at the same time, which is great. You know, like I said, malls, horror in the 1980s. Totally enjoyable. And the, the other thing that I do appreciate about this movie is it's definitely a comedy. There's a lot of comedic uh, elements in this movie. A lot of, like, outright jokes. I thought I remembered one line specifically that the woman has about uh, a robot at one point. They have a, a thing where there's, uh, you know, they do a whole like absolutely nothing can go wrong line, yeah. and it's very self aware. Um, and just like putting uh, what's his face, uh, b- 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 Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenoff in the movie at the beginning, like kind of lets you know what's going on. Yeah, it's just it's so it's so silly. Like Mary Warrenoff's looking at the robots who are all the same, you know, and she yeah. says like. The middle one has a certain ethnic quality, and Paul Bartel goes like, hmm, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, that's the one Fisher Stevens <laughs> fucking worked on, right? <laughs> if you ever, anyone's seen Short Circuit, he's the white man who played the Indian man. That uh, is just what a... You want to talk about all the glory of the 80s? The one thing that the 80s could have done better was hire an Indian person for Short Circuit. Yep, we Twice. weren't ready. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't ready. We weren't ready. And they came out the same year, actually, which is really odd because these robots look identical, practically. It's, it's also much Johnny Five. It's Johnny Five, but like we've seen these robots before, right? Like, it looks like Uncle Polly's robot a lot. It, the head of it definitely looks like Uncle Polly's robot, for sure. The bottom of it's Wally, just with like those little tank wheels. We love tank wheels in the, in the 80s, man. Well, you know, it's, it's practical. What You're the, not going to get a flat tire. And they're great for combat. Like in a mall when you have to go <laughs> when you combat. really need the gritty shit in a mall. I mean, that, that's I think yeah you know, we've been harping on how ridiculous it is, but that's like the charm of the movie. Yeah, is that it's just, it's so so stupid. This is like the third time I've seen this movie. Totally enjoyable, and you know the thing that it's really great to impress upon you if you're thinking about watching it. Seventy seven minutes or so, you're in and you're out, and it's totally available on YouTube. There's like multiple cuts. This was what was kind of interesting. There's like multiple people that have gone out and uploaded, like taken the time to upload Chopping Mall to YouTube. Yeah, and if um, you're listening to this and you happen to own the rights to Chopping Mall, you might want to send YouTube a little C and D. Oh, man, then you'd have to be the person who fesses up to owning the rights to Chopping Mall. That might be Lionsgate or something. <laughs> oh, no, someone posted my movie on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> my thesis is ruined. <laughs> what uh, The one last thing that's kind of interesting, this movie's called Chopping Mall. These robots don't chop shit. 
I read. Did you guys read up on this? Yeah, this title situation. Mm-hmm. No, what? Oh, there's a title story. Yeah, apparently it was like re- initially like minimally theatrically released as Killbots. And Killbots like, makes a lot more sense. They it didn't perform well, so they thought it was like, oh, people think it's for kids or something, or <laughs> or it's too much like the Transformers or GoBots or whatever. Oh, so, interesting. So we'll. For the VHS release, we'll call it Chopping Mall. And it made a ton of money as Chopping Mall because it's just that... It's a it, funner title. It's, it's a funner it's, title. It's And, you know, like we did West, we did Slasher. We did Body Parts. We did Anthology Horror. This is batshit horror. And there was plenty of this in the 80s. Oh, horror yeah. was so popular. You could... There was, a, there was a lot of colors on that palette that you could do it, in the 80s. It's also, you know, kill, killer robots is practically its own subgenre, right? Like, oh, absolutely. There's, there's tons of them, right? Yeah, uh, Westworld is one that jumps to mind right away. That's... See, it fits everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it also reminded me there's a level in one of the best video games ever made, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, that's called Chopping Mall. Ooh. And it's just you running around the mall, but there's like zombies and like a killer Chucky doll after you. <laughs> Not the exact same thing. It probably could have used a couple of robots. For sure. You can always use a robot. Most of these movies we talk about could be uh, you know, bettered by a, a couple of robots put in. I would love it. That's Chopping Mall for this week from 1986, directed by Jim Wynorski or H.R. Uh, Blueberry. That's right. Just what one a- of just the base camp to porn's Mount Olympus. This movie. <laughs> Once you start your you start your long journey, there's going to be some creepy Sherpas carrying you to the top. <laughs> If you want to get at us or find out more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Write into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Fond memories of the mall in the 1980s. Zombies, killer robots, or just shopping and having a great time. <laughs> Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate and review if you get a chance. It would really help out the profile of the show in the iTunes store. Uh, download the Stitcher app. You can stream the five most recent episodes of the show on the go by downloading Stitcher Radio. Uh, what else? What else? Share the fucking show. How about that? <laughs> just put it on your Facebook. Tweet. A little, little homework. Just, just send it out there. See what happens. Exactly. Everybody, everybody do a little homework. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Spread the WHM love around all the corners of the internet. Until next week for the final episode of the 2013 Halloween Horror Spooktacular, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska, Steven Sadak. Take it easy. Thank you. Have a nice